Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> Greetings and salutations, everyone. It's Rich Wilson. Welcome to Fantasy Baseball Live. It's our Just Prospect podcast. And our last in the series as we are here with the great Tim McLeod talking about the Seattle Mariners and the Texas Rangers. We just finished our Sunday broadcast. It is still the fifth, Tim, but it is now 440 in the afternoon here on the East Coast. You hanging in there with me, Tim? You still got enough energy to do this? I'm hanging in there and I got plenty, plenty, plenty of energy rich and hey my last opportunity to interview you this year it's been uh, it's been a fun journey and i hope our listeners have gotten as much out of it as i know personally i have oh contraire oh contraire next thursday we'll be doing the top 100 list where you will be interviewing me on the top 100 ah that'll be your last one so uh you'll be able to ask me where why is uh, Yoshida not higher on the list than he should be? And why isn't Cody Singa number one? Those are the kinds yeah. of questions you get to ask me. Well, you know, and I'm assuming that for this last one, you're going to give me control over the switchboard and the, all of the bells and whistles and all that stuff, yeah, or am I you, assuming wrong? You're assuming wrong, but uh, <laughs> okay. maybe if you pass the course to be, to be no, a, not, a producer, not yes, <laughs> not the course. Tim, I'm going to turn it over to you. No, no goofiness to start it off. We're just going to, we're just going to get it going. Get it, get it done. And we got two good systems to talk about. And right up at the top in Seattle, we have at number one, Harry Ford. To quote you, it's a Dal- Dalton Varsho starter kit with a better approach. That's some high praise. Yeah, I, I firmly believe it. I mean, I think there's speed. As, I think there's power. I don't think there's quite as much speed as there is with Dalton Dalton Varsho. But there's probably a better chance he stays at catcher. Varsho is probably not, uh, and I think done. he, I think he's going to be a better hitter. I, I like Harry Ford. The advantage that Varsho obviously has over Ford is he has done it in the major leagues, and Harry Ford is just still a ceiling guy. But right. look, it was it was a bold pick by the Mariners, and it has worked out. Yes, and I'm I'm assuming when. Harry Ford is available. Cal Raleigh moves into a second catcher role. I think so. I mean, how good is Cal Riley? I mean, there's big power he's, there, but I mean, it's just the, the swing and miss is huge. 
Well, it's uh, it's almost it's almost mind-boggling. Do you realize last year? Okay, Cal Rally, and uh, you know I got to thank my esteemed partner Bob King High for this one. Uh, last year, uh, Cal Rally hit twenty-seven home runs. Okay, with twenty twenty doubles in there. Okay, uh, he hit thirty-one singles. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty funny. Yeah, wow, <laughs> twenty-seven home runs and thirty-one singles. Yes, uh, that is the definition of somewhat of a uh, three true outcome player. Uh, Harry Ford's just a more complete player, and, and Cal Riley will become oh the guy that played in Tampa for a couple of years. Mike now. Zunino. Mike Zunino. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Yeah, there we go. Uh, that's that's yeah. I mean, that's fine, Timmy. There's a, that's a typical catcher. He's got a little bit more power than a typical catcher. But Harry Ford has a chance to be, um, I think, a, a very interesting top 10 catcher. Not a top 15 catcher, but a top 10 catcher in, uh, in fantasy. So I think it's pretty exciting. Now he's only in low A. Got a long way to go. But I think if you have him in the Dynasty League, he's a guy that I would try to hang on to. Okay. At number two, we have Emerson Hancock. Good. It's all about the health pretty much, isn't it? Uh, and assuming he is healthy, will we see him in Seattle this year? It's about the health, and I'm, I'm hearing whispers that he might fit better in a bullpen role. So, mm-hmm. okay. uh, so I mean, that's that's the one thing that I am a little concerned about uh, in terms of his upside. But, look, I liked him better than George Kirby. I was wrong there. I think George Kirby is much better than I thought he was going to be, even though his fastball is pretty slate, straight. You get a, get away right. when you throw the ball 100 miles an hour. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, there's, there's always that. There. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I part of the problem with Hancock is maybe he'd be better if he was healthier and had more chance uh, to pitch. He just has not been healthy. But, you know, I, I still like the player. He still made my top 100. But it's a, it's a, there is a red flag on him now. At number three, we have Gabriel Gonzalez, and I have to confess, I didn't know a whole heck of a lot about Gabriel Gonzalez until I spent some time reading uh, your rankings. And as an 18-year-old, he he had a rather solid year, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, I think he has a chance for a little bit of speed, a little bit of power. I think he can hit. Uh, what he hit 321, 410. Again, only complex league. Did make it to low A, but. He makes good contact with the ball, and uh, I think he has a chance to be a really solid hitter. Again, the fantasy tools aren't over the top here, but he's a solid guy and a kid that's not really talked about at all. So I wanted to make sure I shoved, uh, shoved him, stuffed him on this list. Uh, I think I, in the end, I might have been too ambitious. I probably should have put Cole Young in front of him, but uh-huh. I do like Gabriel Gonzalez. Yes, at number four, of course, is the aforementioned Cole Young. Uh, eight strikeouts and 71 plate appearances. Uh, that's a pretty good start for the first rounder from the last spring, isn't it? Yeah, and you have to give it up for the Mariners. They hit on, on Harry Ford, and they might have hit on Cole Young because he was not a guy uh, that went early in the first round, and mm-hmm. he hit. Uh, he's a young kid, right? He was a high school yeah. kid, so there, there's... Yeah, there's still a long way to go for him. But the important thing is he's showing a field to hit. It was mostly in the complex league, but he should have enough speed, enough uh, uh, bat speed to potentially be a very well-rounded fantasy player. So I kind of like him, Timmy, in late first rounds in 
uh, fantasy uh, dynasty league first year player drafts. Right. Okay. At number at number five, uh, uh, your description got my uh, attention right away. If you squint, there's a little Cedric Mullins in there. Yeah, I'm beginning to comp anybody who's who's a smallish kind of player uh, that's got a big motor, big heart, if you will, plays yeah. over his head a little bit, but good speed, good defender. I mean, that's kind of the Cedric Mullins kind of model. Not not everybody turns into Cedric Mullins. Many of them turn into Cedric Mullins, aka night 2019. Or they, Lurie, Gar- Lurie Garcia. Lurie Garcia. <laughs> they go into yeah. the abyss and they're never heard from again. But Class A can run, right? So, I mean, it's from a fantasy standpoint, he should be owned in all dynasty leagues at this juncture, Tim. There's just no no doubt about it because, look, if, if, he, can, if he can hit five to eight home runs and become kind of a mile straw type of player and steal 40 bases, that's going to help you. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, definitely has my attention. At number six, we have one of your favorite younger players. And uh, a guy who made my top 100. I shoved him at the yeah. end of the top 100. I saw that. Everybody I'm talking to is like, I had this guy too low. Uh, this guy could be a reliever, probably will come up as a reliever this year, but a kid who's throwing really hard, upper 90s yeah. fastball, um, and with a good wipeout slider. So there's there's some tools here with Bryce Miller, kid I took in my NFC draft and hold, I want to say round 48. So mm, nobody okay. nobody's heard of this guy. And right. Timmy, what are you looking for in the 48th round? Anybody that can pitch an inning in the major leagues, that's what yes. you're looking for. You want to you want to <laughs> hit the dartboard. That's all you want to do. And uh, yeah, he, I, I know, think for got... this year it's it's a good dart throw. Well, you know, he's got 50, 50 and two-thirds innings in at double A. That's he's not that far off, is he? And look, the uh, say what you will about the Seattle Mayors. This is a team that thinks think they can compete. You know, it's open for question whether they can. Or they have enough to get over the Astros. They have enough, I think, to to get in as a wild card. And they're, I mean, look that that uh, front office is not afraid to make moves, not afraid to roll the dice. So no, not at all. So look, it's it's a chance, and everybody needs pitching, Tim. Everybody needs. You can never have enough of it. At number seven, we've got Zach Deloach. Uh, you like the hit tool, but he's lacking in power and speed. Yeah, those first six prospects are pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, Jonathan uh, Jonathan Cass Class A might be a fourth outfielder, but you're talking all guys that could become full time major leaguers and guys with jobs and so forth. It starts to get a little dicey after that. And Zach Deloche is one of those kids that uh, I like hit first guys because I think their floor becomes pretty high. I was hoping we'd see a little bit more power. Um, it just hasn't really happened too much. 14 home runs, four stolen bases, which is okay. But I was expecting to start to see a little bit more pop. So uh, maybe next year he hits in the 20 home, 20 pop, uh, 20 home run pop. But if not, it could be one of more of like a 15-5 kind of guy, 15-10 kind of guy. Okay, sounds good. At number eight, you've got Taylor Delar. He's my type of guy. You know, all I had to do was read through your piece. and Yeah, hey, fastball assists 89 to 91 miles an hour and posted really, really good. Good numbers at Double A, you know, two twenty five ERA, sub one WHIP, one hundred thirty one strikeouts. Yeah, I, 
I all of a sudden I've taken a real shining to Taylor. Of course, because you yeah. you read stat lines and ignore what I say. I know exactly it, what you're thinking. So pardon? yes, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he is a stat line guy, man. He's just putting oh, up yeah. there. Just I think everybody just knows it's not a hard thrower. Doesn't mean that uh, hard throw soft throwers can't have some level of success. It's just, and I think you would agree with this. The uh, the it becomes much more fine line between success and failure when you don't throw hard. And we see the opposite of that with George Kirby. I mean, this is a guy that's got a huge, because he could throw 100 miles an hour, he has a, a better chance of being successful because he throws so hard than if he threw 92 miles an hour. Then all of a sudden your secondary pitches become really, really important. Right. Okay, we're moving on. At number nine, we've got Walter Ford. Uh, Harry Ford, okay, is a Lincoln Continental. What's Walter Ford? Lincoln Continental. Do they, they don't even make Lincoln Continentals anymore, so that would probably make him a a, T, a Ford uh, T-Bird or something like that. Another okay. one that they, they don't make. I um, just wanted to make sure you weren't going to say a Pinto or a Maverick. That's all I didn't want to hear. Okay. Look, it, it, is, it is probably a concept car. It is uh, uh, so EV, EV vehicle. It's SUV. right an, e, an EV, kind of like the Tesla truck, Timmy. That they keep uh, talking okay. about. It's mm. not out yet. You look at it and you go, "Well, that's interesting." Or you look at it and go, well, "I think that's ugly." It's it's more of a, a guy that's got the great arm. Uh, he's got right. two big weapons, but he's what eighteen years old, and right. so there's a lot that can go wrong. And I write, he's the definition of a high-risk, high-reward. So know your parameters, right? So in that concept car to, to kind of overbeat Tim's analogy of using cars, uh, you hope that the concept car becomes a, a bestseller and makes the Ford Motor Company or whomever a lot of money. And I think that's what the Seattle Mariners are hoping here. And it very well could, or it might be the concept car strictly stays a concept car. Okay, cool. I like that analogy a lot. At number 10, we've got Cade Marlowe. Um, you know, I'm, I'm looking through your summary and your narrative. You know, it's toolsy, you know, with an approach that should allow, you know, to play in the big leagues. Uh, and then you add, then why is he still in double A at 25 years of age? Mm -hmm. Well, I'm going to expand on that and ask you why. Well, this is this is the Tim McLeod argument, and I take it I I pull it directly from what you always say. I okay. don't worry about playing time in the lower minor leagues. Right. I don't really worry too much about it in Double A, but a kid who's twenty five years old and still Double A, you got to start looking at playing time opportunities. And the fact is, he's uh -huh. blocked everywhere. Uh, right. He, again, he plays for a team that think they can compete, and I think they can. Mm -hmm. So. I I I just don't. There's not a path, Tim, and he is simply at this juncture simply depth. Now, if I, that changes, if he gets right. traded at the deadline, he becomes to Pittsburgh an in, for Mitch Keller. <laughs> look, that's yeah. not a horrible type of situation for him. Mm -hmm. If that happened, I I would probably be on the waiver wire dealing for Cade Marlowe. Okay, cool. In fact, I might. Pay a buck in a dynasty league for Cade Marlowe on the fifteenth of July. Like cash money, or are we Just, talking check? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on on Fab money, I might spend a buck the uh, okay. middle of July playing playing the Tim McLeod game 
Just hold him on my Dynasty League roster. Thinking maybe, let's say, again, he's AAA. He's still hitting well, stealing some bases, playing well. I might just sit him on my uh, roster thinking, does he get traded at the deadline? And if he doesn't, I simply dump him back in. Okay, sounds good. At number 12, we have Juan Mercedes. You've had a a change in opinion regarding uh, Juan Mercedes, haven't you? Well, he was a kid that uh, was moved to the to the rotation, right. and you know, which was a little surprising. And it's, again, it's not an overpowering kind of uh, arsenal, but I think he pitched pretty effectively. So, I think he's a kid that we need to watch a little bit more. Okay, fair enough. At number thirteen, we have Perlander Baroa. Yes, uh, is, it, is this where I say know your parameters? Uh, this is a kid that made our hot prospect list. Some ridiculous stat lines he was putting up this year, and I had a chance to to dig into him and do some research. And uh, this is a this has got all of the flashing signs of hey, this is a closer and waiting. I'm not going to talk about our my strategy about closers and waiting. I don't do them anymore because they wind up not being closers. But mm-hmm. it's a big fastball, Timmy, and it's a wipeout slider. So. But he doesn't know where the ball is going. So know your parameters, yeah. but it could be a pretty interesting closer down the road. Okay, moving on. At 15, we have Michael Arroyo. Uh, is it high time we, that we got to see him uh, playing in A-ball? I actually have him in a couple three dynasty leagues as I was Ooh. reviewing my teams this year. So I put my money mm-hmm. where my mouth is. And right. I, when my mouth is, is that, yeah, that's the right expression. Uh, and look, I, I, I like him. I, I think there's something there. I've heard nothing but really positive things about it. Let's see what happens when he gets stateside. And it could very well be uh, in low way to start the season. I would not at all be surprised. Kid that's uh, 16% strikeout rate, a 13% walk rate. That's pretty good at uh, 17 years old. Yeah, that's not too shabby at all. Uh, moving on at 16, we have Brian Wu. Uh, is, could we Should we be looking at him potentially as a big breakout candidate this year, Rich? I mean, he is coming back from Tommy John surgery. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, that, that was a kid that was probably higher on this list a couple of years ago before he got hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do have his ceiling as a number three starter with upside. So, yeah. Right. Definitely, I'm not sure I'm running out to sign him off the okay. waiver wire, but I'm a, I don't know if you do, but I do keep a uh, a watch list and a spreadsheet, of course, uh, mm-hmm. and he is in there in, ex- in Excel in Excel that you know I'll suck in all the stats and see what he's doing from a stat line, and I will see if it's improved, and if it's improved, then I start to dig into the player. That's that's the way I do it. I don't dig into the player unless I see a movement in stats. Otherwise, I, I don't have time to dig into hundreds of players. But yeah, I, it's a guy that I'm monitoring. Okay, fair enough. And uh, in a very, very deep and strong system, we went 17 deep in Seattle. We have Feldman Celestin, yeah. Celestin. Uh, you're Celestin. I, 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 yeah, he's he just got signed yeah. a month ago, Timmy, or mm-hmm. two weeks ago, three weeks ago. And it, I don't know, it was $5 million or something. Uh, I mean, he'll change. Yeah, so the, he's he is one of the top three uh, international signees this, this mm-hmm. uh, January and should be a target 
in the mid rounds for all dynasty league first year player drafts. Look, he's a baby. He's got miles to go, but this is a kid that's is a big talk of this class, which is a pretty strong class along with uh, okay. Salas that the uh, San Diego Padres signed. So Salasin and, and, and Salas are the two guys that are interesting. Salas is a catcher. Salastan okay. is your shortstop, a little bit more twitchier. He's a kid to watch. Okay. Well, I think that pretty well wraps it up for me and my questions coming out of Seattle. Do you have anything you want to add? I think we only missed a couple of players. In I, I mean, again, it's a, it's a good system. It's a young system. Uh, Harry Ford's better than people think. Gabriel Gonzalez is a kid that people need to have their uh, keep an eye on. Um, Cole Young is better than where he was taken in, in the draft last year and would be a nice guy that if you won your league last year and you're picking 15 and he's there, that's a nice pick. So <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. And Bryce Miller, yeah. my love for Bryce Miller, at least from what I'm hearing, is interesting. Again, might be a bullpen arm, but you know when you've got those two type of a fastball slider out there. I mean, look, uh, that's yeah. that's a good start. So yeah, definitely. Okay, well, that takes care of the Seattle Mariners. Time for a break, and we'll plow on to the Texas Rangers. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We're done. 29 teams, 10. Number the home 30. home stretch is, is upon us. In the home stretch, the Texas Rangers. I tell you, when I write this, I don't know why I do it in the order I do it, but I've, I've historically got to the Texas Rangers, and I just had mental blocks because I hated the system. It was really? always these guys that couldn't hit. And it was no good, and it was always depressing. Not so this year. Yeah, I was reading your introductory narrative, and they've changed their approach over the past three years, haven't they? 
they were all about Lewis Brinson. So the world, and just like me, maybe they've learned stuff. To me. It's like <laughs> we fell in love with Lewis Brinson and it didn't work out. Joey Gallo worked out, but you know, I thought they, they Something. thought he was going to be a superstar and yeah. he just couldn't hit either. So they've gone to, and look, you got to give it up for him for, for, for drafting Josh Young and the Detroit Tigers Tigers for drafting his brother, very similar type of player. These guys are high floor players that, yeah, I mean, maybe they're not going to be, again, <laughs> back into the star. star. Yeah. I mean, look, yeah. whatever your def, he's not, I can't imagine he's a $300 million player. He's not no. at that level. This is a guy that can hit, and I think, yeah, ten years from now is still going to be a major league baseball player, and uh, there's a that lot counts. of value in there. <laughs> yeah, that definitely counts. Well, let's start up at the top, and none other than Josh Young at number one. Let's have some at bats, home runs, RBIs, batting average. Give Look, me, I'm, go- I'm going. I'm going out on a limb. I'm saying 500 at bats. I'm saying he's going to play 150 games. He's not going to get right. hurt. Okay. Um, and I, like I think in that he's going to hit 22 home runs. He's going to bat. 270 with you know 80 80 rbis and 75 runs something like that you know that's that's sort of three stolen bases in there just for kicks and grins okay yeah it uh no good good player solid numbers good player he's a a good player and i if he if he uh doesn't hit that many home runs and scores less runs and less rbis it's because his at bats weren't there i uh, he's an older player now. This is a guy that sh- is, should be ready. It's going to come down to health. Well, yeah, we were talking about him as a full-time player last year. Yeah. Yeah, and the injuries derailed things. Two but years ago, we were talking about him coming up, up and making, and, and yeah. you were all over him. In fact, yeah, big time. I mean, if we go back and go back to 2021, Tim and I talked about Josh Young, and was, mm-hmm. where's he going to be on the list in 2022? And he's back on the prospect list, not mm-hmm. on, not at number 12 on the uh, on the fantasy mm-hmm. list. So it, it has been a long haul for the poor kid, and let's just hope he stays healthy. I agree 100%. At number two, we have Evan Carter, the outfielder. uh, Top 100 prospect in rising. Uh, 11 homers last year, what, 26 stolen bases, 388 OBP as a 20-year-old at high A. That's impressive. Yeah, I'm going to say top. Let's see where he is. I'm going to say he's top 52. He's number 52, Tim. Uh, I mean, look, Josh Young's number one, but... If you're looking at ceiling, fantasy contribution, Evan Carter's a step ahead of him in terms of the speed. There's probably as much, if not more, power there. He can hit. This is this is one of the better players in the minor leagues, and few people talk about him, and I have no mm-hmm. idea why, Tim. This is a really good player. Well, yeah, and he, you know, he, he you know, he got a late season promotion to double A. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's... Getting close. At how, at how old? Uh, it's twenty. I found yeah. this on the web. Yeah, it's not. It's my yeah. Somehow, I mm-hmm. my my watch got tangled up, and I wonder what she <laughs> okay. found on the web. Who knows? But anyway, I I like Evan Carter. I don't think yeah. we see him this year. If that's one of your All next right. questions, I think it's more realistic that we see him in 2024. But Timmy, you know as well as I do, you're in Double A, and all of a sudden. Unless you're the Texas, excuse me, unless you're the Tampa Bay Rays who say, nope, it's a level a year, unless your name is Wander Franco, uh, there's a chance we see Evan Carter this year. I don't think it's a good chance, but there is a chance we see him. 
No, and I, I think the reason that we don't see him is who you've got at number three, and that's Dustin Harris. Love uh, Dustin Harris. Yeah, you know, I think the A's are going to really regret trading him away from Mike Miner. What do you think? I, I, I don't know. I like him, Timmy. I don't know what, what the regret quotient would be. Uh, I was yes. disappointed after I finished my top 100 that what I'd like mm-hmm. to do is go look at everybody else's top 100, see where Dustin Harris yeah. was. Not on uh-huh. anybody's top 100. So Whoa. I might be on an island here, uh, but mm-hmm. I like Dustin Harris. He's in, where is he on my list? He might be in the 60s, uh, 67. Yeah. Uh, there's power. It's a little uh-huh. bit of speed there. Can hit. Mm-hmm. Look, a 19% strikeout rate, 10% walk. What am I missing, Timmy? I mean, this is a guy that's performing. Yeah. He looks good. It's not. He's not overwhelmed. He doesn't chase pitches out of the strike zone. Uh, yeah. 17 homers, 19 <laughs> stolen bases last year. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, like, I, what's not the like? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, you know, and, and you look right now at the uh, at the projected outfield DH system uh, situation. You know, you got Adolis Garcia, of course, in right field, but you know, you got Josh H. Smith in left field. You got mm-hmm. Leo D. Tavares in center field. You got Brad Miller at DH. There's room for him, isn't there? Absolutely, Tim. I think we see him this year, uh, mm-hmm. and I think he is going to be better than people think. He is on my NFC team, so uh, you. I, you know, I, I like him. I, I don't know. I, I could be missing it. Uh, there, there could be a problem with his hit tool that I have not been told about. I have seen him play. Uh, I have not seen him out there chasing pitches. That's the big thing I look for. I, the long swing. Some guys just have long swings, but when you're out there chasing pitches. That's the hardest thing to figure out because that means you're not picking up spin well, and that usually ends poorly for the player. I'm not seeing that with Dustin Harris. I don't know why others aren't as high on him as I am, but we'll see. Yeah, moving on at number four, we've got Kumar Rocker. Uh, You know, is there any chance that the Mets were looking at Rocker's medical Instead of Carlos Correa, that they got confused this <laughs> yeah. year. Well, well, yeah, well, wouldn't you like to know what the Mets found on Rocker's medical? I'm I'm thinking it's not good what they found because um, this is a guy that they drafted number tenth overall. So they right. you know, this, it, they were going to make a four or five million dollar decision about him uh, and a Scott Barris client. So they, I mean, and, and a decorated collegian. And he had mm-hmm. everything, and I've seen this guy pitch. Yeah, this is again. I keep saying a guy gets off the bus. You go, mm-hmm. I want him, and you see him throw the first pitch. That's the guy you want. I mean, mm-hmm. he looks the part, Timmy. He's got the big, explosive fastball, and yeah. you're like, wow! Like you get the hype and you understand it all. Look, mm-hmm. he, he's he's been hurt. The only time we saw him throw was in the fall league. He didn't throw strikes. But yeah. it seems like it's all there for him to be quite a good pitcher. But, uh, you know, the, it comes down to what's what's wrong with him. Why? What did the Mets see? And they saw something, Timmy. They saw something. Yeah. So Yeah, there's no doubt. And I guess at number five with Jack, why we can say they're getting the band back together because the two of them pitched together at College Bowl, didn't they? Indeed, Timmy. And look. The they took uh, Jack Leiter in 2021. They clear or 
yeah, 2000, yeah, 2021. And they clearly won at Rocker as well. And they, they mm-hmm. grabbed him early. Uh, yeah. And look, coming, and I, before we talk about Jack Leiter, which was a disappointing season, there's no question. Right. Mm-hmm. And first year plant fantasy drafts, I encourage everybody to go listen to that podcast I did. Uh, okay. Timmy, I was all over the place. I, I do not know where to draft Kuma Rocker. Uh, okay, I, mean, that is, I was going to ask you about the, you know top ten, top fifteen, first uh, round, second round. Like, what do you do? I I don't know. I mean, I I look. Oh. I I think it's an interesting first year player draft in that there's besides the two big explosive kids at the top, and Cody Singer will throw will throw out the the two um, Japanese guys will throw out Yoshida. So, yeah, yeah, we'll just throw that because they're they're wild cards. It really Yoshida is going to depend on. If you need a guy now, and I'm yeah. like I'm picking late, and I'm looking at some of my outfield, and I'm going, oh my gosh, I need I need Yoshida, I need somebody like that. He's going to be better than what I have, and I'm competing. You're going to retire the zero point zero on Yoshida. Oh, right? I mean, look, I mean, I, hey, I'm going to take him. Do yeah. I feel like he's kind of Alex Verdugo ish, kind of maybe yes, fifteen home good. run a guy can hit, yeah. you know. Yep. Not, I mean, there's not a ton of base. Apparently, the swing's pretty flat, but. Um, he's better than what you got. But Kuma Rocker could – I mean, he's got the profile. He's got the two big pitches. He could easily pick it, uh, pitch at the top of the rotation, Timmy. So you're going, right. I should take him relatively early in a dynasty draft because he's not that far away. Um, I mean, we're talking a couple of years, but he's yeah. not – it's not like you're drafting – uh, uh, Jackson Cove at Joby at uh, with the Tigers who's 17 years old and like yeah. how long is it going to take him to get right. there but yeah but years, yeah. but it is down to he was passed over by another team who saw something yeah. in his medical so I don't know where you take him Tim okay I wish Kumar Rocker nothing but the best and where do you OBC. take him where am I going to take him well in uh, one of and my DL five and DL five, you're picking fourteenth. Yes, uh, we're looking at them. Okay, so but we've he... also got a handful of other players. Though the one thing about drafting after the, I'll say the tenth pick, mm-hmm. you're basically just sitting back to see what everybody else does. All and right, so... based on those decisions, it will it will make your decision uh, much clearer. Okay, and again, uh, hey, Rocker's Rocker's a candidate. There's a handful of them. If Yoshida falls that far, we might look at him for helping us to help us now because we have a rather strong minor league system. So we're in a situation where we could we can gamble in DL five. What about like a Kuma Rocker versus a a, a a young kid that we just talked about in C- Seattle? I mean, would you? Who again, much further away, a high school kid upside is pretty high and then i mean how would you rank a guy like that versus rocker well we have we have a slew of great prospects so uh, that that that's that's a tough call i uh, bob and i have discussed our options numerous times and basically what we've agreed to is there's about seven or eight players in interest us mm-hmm. and we're going to sit back and see who falls and then make then make a decision yeah, because I'm in the same spot. I mean, I'm drafting one pick ahead of you, assuming it right. trap that uh, trade that pick away. Because I very well could have. To me, I haven't looked yet, but uh, I, I I'm at the same spot that 
Yeah, I mean, we're both contending. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Rocker is intriguing at that point if he's still there, but it's like I, I, I got it gnawing in the back of my mind, and I just, I'm worried. And yeah, we uh, might, we might take Alex Lang there. Yeah, yeah. If you need a closer, yeah. need a closer. Yeah, yeah. We, we might want to shore up our saves, and our our minors are deep enough, as are yours. You can make decisions like that, right? Yeah, but Kuma Rocker could be. Like in three years, you could be kicking yourself for taking Alex Lang when Kumar Rocker all of a sudden is, uh, you know, a Cy Young contender. And if Alex Alex Lang gives me the saves category and I win the league, I don't care about Kumar Rocker. Yeah. That's water under the bridge, right? For sure. But, I mean, that's yeah. that's the Kumar Rocker tough dilemma that the upside to me is pretty substantial. Uh, right. He hasn't pitched in a long – and everybody knows the disadvantage. He hasn't pitched in forever. There's the the, in, the medicals that are there, yeah. uh, and you know there's some debate whether how good that changeup is. I didn't see him throw it. He could not find the plate when I saw him pitch. But I think I, I'm going to give him a pass on that, uh, just because he hadn't pitched in so long. But the physical presence, the zip that he has on his fastball, all like it's, that's not stuff that comes around that often. It's yeah. that's what's no. exciting. Yeah, and, and you know when you when you're sitting there at the park, okay, and uh, no no doubt this has happened to you numerous times. It happens to me. You're sitting there and you're talking to a friend or whatever, as a, you know, in your case, a fellow scout, me, a buddy of mine, we're sitting there, and all of a sudden you hear ball meets catcher's glove. Yep. And you turn your head, don't you? Yeah, that's what you heard with with Rocker. I mean, well, uh, sure. I, I I got there as he was warming up, and it was it was yeah, it was popping. Yeah. And, there's a di- there's a different sound, isn't there? From, yeah. Uh, yeah. When you start looking at 95 to 97 mile an hour fastball versus 92, 90, there there is a pop. Yeah, and from it's from off. scouting and what I've learned, and again talking with scouts, going to scout school, whatever, whatever, it's like you look at the delivery; it's incredibly athletic, right? And it's mm, just right. like, you know, and that cures a lot of ills. I mean, you know, sometimes you get clunky guys out there. Uh, oh, the the big guy in. Um, and uh in chicago uh what's his face pitcher been around G- for lance lynn G- lance lynn yeah lance lynn is not what i would call athletic right but he that's he, fair but he's gotten by with a big arm big fastball and i mean yep. it's pretty much all he throws and he's been very very effective but you take a look at him versus Kuma Rocker, and they're both getting off the bus, and you see them both throwing. There's no question you want Kuma Rocker because you're going, wow, that guy looks it looks, it looks great on the mound. It, the yeah. ball really pops. But sometimes you wanna, it doesn't. You want to go, oh, go, go, go to the bar, okay, with Lance Lake. <laughs> exactly. Right? Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, so there is a lot to like with Kuma Rocker, but there's definitely some hair on it. And I wish I had a definitive answer. I don't know. I think it really depends. You know, your parameters just, if you take him with the sixth slot in a draft because you like the upside, you think he could be a number one, you could very well be correct. Just know that there's a lot of hair on it as well. Yep. Fair enough. Uh, Jack Leiter, the expectations were high. The results haven't been quite so high, have they? It was disappointing, Tim. I, there's no other way to look at it. And What's what's up? What's well, up? I saw him pitch a couple of times. It was all on television, but I watched him live. Okay. And he was mm. he was nibbling, Tim. Uh, he could not uh, find okay. the plate. He looked like he was trying Ooh. to strike out everybody. And he'd get to the fourth inning, he'd be at 75 pitches. 
and it That's was happening game after game after game. Just go look at his stat line. Walking okay. too many guys. The stuff looked okay. Uh, it just was, I think, a pitching lack of confidence in pitching. And quite frankly, maybe he should not have started in double A. Uh, okay. Again, I know he was the number three overall pick, or no, no, number mm-hmm. two was he number two? Yeah, number two overall pick, big college guy, was you know, high expectation, high expectation. But maybe you should start this guy still at least for four or five games on low A and high A just to get their confidence. And maybe yeah. it was just too much of a shock. I'm down on him. I think you have to be down on him, but. I do, as I say, it's not time to sell them, sell them for seventy cents on the dollar. This is not a time to give up. There's, the pedigree is too good there. The stuff is too good. I still think there's a chance for him to be a number two starter. So I would hang in there with him, and I might even be trying yeah. to acquire him. So, if the price is right, you can get him for you know sixty cents on the dollar. Yeah, why not? Five yeah. and a half walks per nine, Timmy. Not good. No, definitely not. At number six, we've got Justin Foscue. It, you know, it's got to be a little depressing when you look at the organizational chart and you see Marcus Semien is signed for virtually forever. Mm-hmm. Like, where does that leave Foscue? Trade, trade bait. Trade bait. He needs to. He and everybody else who's in that position needs to play absolutely the best they can, because if he can right. play, they will find a spot for him. Right? There's the DH. There's a trade. Uh, I if I had him in a fantasy league, I would I wouldn't be worried about it. I would just say, look, this is a good player, fourteen point fourteen percent strikeout rate. Timmy, that's a good player. There's going to be more pop. There's almost a five hundred slug. Yeah, he only hit fifteen home runs, but a five hundred slug should translate into over twenty home run pop. It's a good player. Makes my top yeah. one hundred. And look, I I, <laughs> I wish Marcus <laughs> Simeon wasn't there, but he is. Right. And, They've got to, I mean, for all we know, what if Josh Young gets hurt again? What if Josh Young doesn't hit? Uh, they, you, you went, you went down the list of outfielders. Uh, right. You know, what if all of a sudden Justin Foskey, they put him in left field to start the season at AAA and he's okay there. There's a, there's a chance. That's mm-hmm. a, that's a good player. Don't give up. On okay. Him. Okay. Fair enough. Number seven really intrigues me. And I think oh, yeah. obvious obvious reasons. Brock Brock Porter, the Rangers want, wanted him, and they paid a hefty price to go get him, uh, which could prove to be a rather small price a couple of years down the road. Look, I, I look Michigan. It's a cold weather state, Timmy, as you know, mm-hmm. and so usually the competition in those cold weather states aren't so good. But when you go nine and zero with a three three no hitters. 150 strike, 115 strikeouts in 58 innings. That's ridiculous. I mean, that's... <laughs> those are video, those are video game numbers. Yeah, three no hitters. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and there was the, he dropped to the fourth round. He was committed to going to college, and nobody really bid on him. But uh, so the the uh, Rangers saved a little money by going early in Rocker. They didn't have to pay slot money on him. Uh, and they freed up some extra cash to draft and convince Brock Porter to sign. He signed for $3.7 million. And, yeah, if, if he would have said he was going to be drafted in the first round, maybe he would have gone for $4 million. Who knows? 
but 3.7 was a lot of scratch to turn down. He decided to take it, so good for him. Can't, can't, can't blame the kid. Can Cannot you? blame the kid. In fact, you probably could have blamed him if he didn't take it because how many times does that money disappear when the kid goes to college is, isn't as good? So, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's a kid that made my first-year player draft as a kid that should be considered in the top 30, not as a guy who's a fourth-round pick. Right. Elevate his stock to ignoring the circumstances. Yep. Yeah, fair enough. At number eight, we have Luis Angel Jose Acuna. I think it's Angel. I think it's Angel. Angel? Okay. There's there's no doubting the the wheels. He can motor, but will a hit tool catch up? And again, where where do we eventually see him fitting in? Uh, in Texas because of, obviously, the Semyon uh, Corey Seager situation. Yeah, I don't know, Tim. Uh, mm-hmm. Very athletic kid. Could he move right. to the outfield, perhaps? Um, I don't know. It's an Acuna. He can play. Uh, mm-hmm. He's gone from Ronald, Ronald Acuna's little brother. You did the whole intro, didn't even mention him uh, mm-hmm. as being Ronald Acuna's little brother. So he is no a idea. prospect on his own uh, and – could be a very interesting fantasy guy. Not a big guy, five foot eight. I, I can't answer how he fits into him. I don't think mm-hmm. the, the Rangers quite know. They just want him to get better, and he's done nothing but play extremely well. I mean, it was a three forty on base percentage. So uh, I mean, it's a it's yeah. a guy that can play. Yeah. Okay, moving on uh, to number nine, Aaron Zavelli. You, you got a feel for this kid. You know the twenty twenty. One second round pick. He's off to a great start. 16 homers, 14 stolen bases, takes a walk, but then has a brace procedure, and we're not going to see him till May and May or June. Uh, that's a bummer, isn't it? Yeah, I I didn't know that. At least I hope I'm reporting that right, but I'm pretty sure Aaron Aaron Zavella got injured in the a- AFL. Oh, he did. Well, that's that's a real bummer. Um, I think. Uh, no one's really heard of this guy. I think he can hit. Uh, so I think there's 15-15 upside. I'm not so worried if it's a brace procedure. Um, mm-hmm. You know, look, it's it happens. He's still a young kid. He's a kid that I think is a little below the radar. I think he's a sleeper. Oh, okay. I'm just looking to confirm that because I made these notes up. Uh... While you're confirming that, let's take a quick little break here, Timmy. Okay. Wait, she's 45 minutes. Oh, I'm sorry. We're going to be on the call for three hours. (laughs) Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Did you confirm that Aaron Savala had brace surgery? Yes, he will not be ready for the start of the 2023 20, season after surgery on a torn UCL. Yes. Ah, Injured bummer. it during the AFL. Yep. Bummer. Bummer. Well, I, I, I still like the player. I still think he's right. a sleeper. Um, mm-hmm. But, oh, well. Yeah. 
moving on, at number 10, we have Owen White. I'm looking at his numbers combined, 104 strikeouts and 24 walks last year. That's another sleeper, and, Tim. Oh, that's an impressive. Those are impressive numbers. It's another guy that uh, he's not owning enough dynasty leagues. This Texas Ranger system is deep. They're talking a guy that's number 10, that's the top 150 prospect in the game. He's a good player. Yeah, he should be rostered in all dynasty formats, I'm assuming. I, I think he should be definitely considered. Uh, he's okay. already got Tommy John surgery behind him, so uh, yeah. Okay, moving on at number 11, we have Cole Wynn, and last year he didn't. You know, the promise that we saw in 2021. <laughs> in 2021, faded very quickly at AAA last year. A 651 ERA, 174 whip in 28 starts. What happened? If you think back, this is how much better the um, Ranger system's got. Cole Wynn was the number one prospect probably two years ago, okay. uh, and I didn't like him as the number one prospect. He had a big arm. Never knew where the ball was going. Guess what, Timmy? Big arm still doesn't know where the ball was going. Still only okay. 22 years old. So uh, it, I, I don't know what to say. I mean, he's got to show more control, or otherwise it's it's a bullpen arm. Hmm. Okay, fair enough. Uh, at number 14, we've got Max Maximo Acosta. I think it's Maximo, but yes. Maximo. Okay, Uh 2021 ended with thoracic outlet syndrome surgery. Uh, rather serious concerns, obviously, but uh, he had himself a really, really good 2022. He swiped 44 bases. Are your concerns now being alleviated? Uh, yeah, he was one of the, the kids in that 2019 international class that has just uh, really, okay. really struggled. Again, as we talked, uh, I think it was last couple of podcasts about the missing short season uh, league, and that's really hurting these international guys. And and let's just hope, Acasa, that he's been able to work through all that, work through his thoracic outlet syndrome. We know that that's worse, at least so far the data is pointing to that being worse for pitchers than it is positional players. But, I mean, he's fast. He's got well yeah. above average speed. There's pretty good pop. Uh, potential there, and he's got great uh, hand-eye coordination, so I think he's going to hit. It's a kid that uh, looks like he's on the right path here. Good. That's great news. At number 15, our last prospect of the year and your emerging prospect in Texas, and you start your narrative by stating Emiliano Teodo. Mm -hmm. I think that's how you say it. Has one of the most electric fastball slider combinations in the minor leagues. That's some high praise. Yeah, Timmy, his slider sits 92 miles an hour. So, ooh, 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 <laughs> so, so you yeah. you got a 98, 99 mile an hour fastball, and you're usually your your slider's about seven miles less than your fastball. So, yeah, that's right. that's he's throwing his fastball harder than 50 percent. Excuse me, his slider harder slider. than 50 percent of the guys throwing <laughs> fastballs. I mean, it is. Wow. It, 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 but it's a uh, it's a closer profile for sure. So uh, oh. it, it's a it get low A, but a guy that I've got his ETA at two thousand twenty four or five. So mm -hmm. usually kids that come out of the bullpen they won't spend lo a lot of time in the minor leagues because of the blowout factor being so high. Right. It's just hey, this guy if if he can strike guys out, Timmy, they're going to move him through pretty quickly. Try to get into yeah. the big leagues to get guys out. 
How many of your uh, dynasty teams do you have this kid roster? Oh, zero. I, I do not. No? I do not roster any closers and waiting at all. So Okay. Yeah, I'd rather have. Your recommendation is to wait this year, see how it shakes down, and then just track them and. Pretty much give me everybody except for Cole Wynn ahead of him. I'd much rather have Owen White, Antoine Kelly, Glider Figueroa, who's an interesting guy, Maximo Costa. And I like Teoto. I mean, that's an interesting guy, but give me a guy that I think is going to have a full time job at some point and not a guy that the blowout rate is high uh, and. He's got a long way to go as a bullpen arm to give me value in a right. fantasy league, unless I'm playing in a holds league, and then there's still got a lot of mouths to crawl over to get well, holds. Sure he so, yeah, yeah, the the numbers don't decrease in the bullpen, do they? No, I mean it's it's yeah. tough, but okay. look, I he should be monitored <laughs> in all <laughs> fantasy leagues. This is a guy that you know you could see at the end of the season in Double A. Uh, and again, I if you told me that he's in a September call-up because he could throw 100 miles an hour and get guys out and the Rangers are pushing for a playoff spot, I would not at all be surprised at that. Wow. Uh, anybody else you'd like to discuss out of the Rangers system that I, mean, I might have skipped over? Glider Figueroa had a great season. He made our Hot Prospect of the Week several times in uh, mm-hmm. the Complex League. I mean, it was just he was hitting the cover off the ball there. Interesting guys, not that all that athletic, but uh, he can really hit. So he's an interesting guy. Antoine Kelly's okay. Uh, he doesn't know where the ball is going. But, yeah, it's, that's it. I mean, it's, I mean, we've covered them all. It's a good system. It's a very, very good system. And an interesting system to talk about primarily because of Kumar Rocker and Jack right. Leiter because we talked that nausea about that. It's just a fascinating scenario that's out there. What, what happens to these guys? Well, yeah, and when your number one prospect is going to break camp with the team, and there's a good chance we see the number three uh, prospect playing in the outfield this year, uh, there's some high-end talent here, big yeah. time. Yep, for sure. Let's take our final break. Timmy, come back. I've got the, the hard questions for you, and uh, then we'll get out of here. Sounds good. Maybe story time with Rich. I like that, too. If you could think back to Thursday, Timmy, Thursday and today, give me a player or two that maybe you didn't know a ton about entering into doing the research, reading our stuff, and now that you kind of like more than you did coming into it. Well, uh, when when I look at the Rangers, Brock Porter really has my attention, Mm -hmm. as does Owen White, those two pitchers. yeah, I'm going to be tracking both of them in a rather, rather large way. And again, hey, I do listen, Rich. And Bryce Miller, uh, uh, you know, he's a close second to Taylor Dollard. But yeah, <laughs> Bryce Miller has my attention as well in Seattle. Uh, as far as the other teams, I can't remember that far back. Okay, that's fair. That's that fair. You And I threw out all my cheat sheets. You've been offered in a dynasty league trade, um, and the return is one of two players, Kuma Rocker or Jack Leiter. Doesn't matter who you're trading; that's the return. Yeah. Which one do you take? Jack Leiter. Why? Because at some point in time, I have to believe that the there is something wrong 
with Kumar Rocker. Now, does it, you know, when when do we see that problem arise? When you know, there was something there, and in the absence of information, I will go with what I perceive to be a safer bet in Jack Leiter, mm-hmm. betting that he figures it out. I think that's that's a really good analysis. You know, the other thing that bothers me yeah. about Kumar Rocker. He's got P.T. Barnum as his uh, as his as his agent, and I say that with P.T. Barnum, you know the Barnum and Bailey Circus, you know the ringmaster, and okay. you've never heard that expression before. No. So, like the 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 Barker at a at a circus that's okay. hyping up everything, mm-hmm. and nobody does a better job at hyping their players than. Um, uh, Scott Boris, well, and sometimes all of his players are stars. We know. That. Yeah, and and it's like he was incensed that there was nothing wrong with him. Uh, there was nothing. Excuse me. There was nothing wrong with uh, Carlos Correa. There was nothing wrong with Kuma Rocker. Everybody's mm-hmm. going crazy. And quite frankly, Timmy does this all the time, and it turns out there is something wrong with these guys. And well, he's, he's paid to do. He's paid to do a job, right? His absolutely. Job is to get get his clients. The best possible contract he can. That's that's what he does, right? But but sometimes he screams the loudest when the opposing side is right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like but... you can you almost go back in history to see whenever one of his players is discounted for whatever reason, the volume gets louder, and more times than right. It was the team that was right, and not Scott Boris. Yeah, Michael Conforto just signed a two-year deal, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think he, I think one he's one of his clients, isn't he? Yeah, he's one of his clients. He gets his guys the money, absolutely, yeah. Tim. But it would not surprise me if Kuma Rocker has Tommy John surgery or has a shoulder capsule problem or or whatever, mm-hmm. or, or or needs thoracic outlets. I mean, you mm-hmm. pick. You pick the disease, the ailment, <laughs> the recovery <laughs> process, and I would not be at all surprised on on Kuma Rocker, and that's just bothers me because a lot of other agents you don't hear them out there. It just you hear about Kuma Rocker being injured, that's it. You don't hear of anything, and people going about their business, and he goes and gets whatever was broken fixed. Yeah. Not with Boris. It's it's a battle all the time. There's nothing wrong with my guy. Well, and he battles, and he gets his. He gets his clients good contracts. Yeah, but then you know, the hey, team is left with the player. Uh, yes. And the, and the fantasy the manager contract. is left with taking Kuma Rocker over Jack Leiter. Yes. And do you think Scott Morris cares about those fantasy managers? No, he cares about getting his client money. But I guess that's, that's my right. my that's my point is you got P.T. Barnum out there barking yeah. out his saying how great his player is and sometimes it's easy to get swayed by that because that's what you hear and you go well scott bars must be right because look at all the great players that he represents and look how wealthy they are blah 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 but also go back and take a look at the public battles he's had on some of these players and boy it turns out that the teams are more right than the almost always than than what scott bars was saying Right. Now, how much of that is showboating? And what's Scott Boris like behind closed doors? One-on-one sitting across from a GM or an owner. 
I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm guessing he is as vocal as he is publicly. <laughs> and that, that's his job, as you said, is yeah. to get his, his player the most amount of money. But as fantasy managers, mm. yeah. my, my suggestion is don't just discount the team. Right? Just, no. That's so, fair enough. Yeah, there's two sides to every story, isn't there? I would Always go with Jack. Be. I would go with Jack Leiter over Kuma Rocker in that particular case. Even though I think Rocker's got more upside than Jack Leiter, I would go with with Leiter just until this thing plays itself out. And I quite frankly think it'll play itself out by May or June. It's not going to help people in fantasy first year fantasy fantasy player drafts, but it's going to play itself out here soon. One would think if there's problems, they are going to develop earlier as compared to later. That is correct. Yes. That is correct. Uh, okay, well, I, I guess the only thing left for me to do is to thank you for the opportunity to interview you and go through all of this, all of the systems. It was a lot of fun, something I enjoy immensely every year, and great job with all of your lists and all of your analysis, Rich. Job incredibly well done. Thank you. I, I appreciate, I, first of all, I appreciate all that you do in terms of prepping for these. Uh, I mean, you found out that Zavala had uh, brace surgery or whatever, so right. I didn't even know that. So uh, thank you for all the extra work that you do on that. It's it, These, as you know, this is what I do for a living, Timmy. I research these guys. Yep. I watch them. I write about them. And I talk about them. So this is part of what I like doing. And it's so much fun, I think, for the listeners in particular to hear the your spin on the questions because you bring up stuff that I'm not going to bring up because I get so tunneled focus on a certain aspect mm-hmm. of a potential player that you make mm-hmm. me pause and look at it things a, a different way. So I think that's really, really important. And that's why we do it that way, everyone. So. Well, yeah, and you've got 450 names out there. That's a lot. Of, that's a lot of names, Rich. That's a lot of work. Yeah, part of you know when I do this, I think the the thing works for fantasy as well because I don't spend nearly the amount of time that Tim does on fantasy. So when I talk to Tim every week about fan, I'm able to bring up stuff that maybe Tim is not thinking about because he gets so tunneled into, into thinking about getting out lists and doing this, that, and the other. And I asked the, 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 the basic question, the dumb question, because I'm uh-huh. just a guy playing the fantasy baseball game. <laughs> like, so, and it's sometimes Tim has to rethink that. And I think that's what works. So that's, that's why you have two, two different views of people looking at stuff. That's why I think it works. So, And I totally agree. And again, my thanks and appreciation. Great job. Timmy, let's let's do story time with Rich, and then we'll get out of okay, here. Okay, yeah. Are we going to balloon into a different topic? So we're going to balloon into it. So the big, uh, I guess, um, pop culture news of the last 48 to 72 hours, Tim was this Chinese, they called it a weather balloon. It turned out to be a spy satellite in a balloon. I'm not sure exactly how, how it all works. Came in from China through Alaska, through Canada, and then wound yes. its way through most of the United States, through the heartland, Timmy, down through Montana, mm-hmm. through the Midwest, yeah. and the way the jet streams work, right literally across where I live, Timmy, uh, right over the top of my house, maybe about 15 to 20 miles south of where I live. So right. as I turn the TV on the the afternoon of Saturday, as I'm watching on the internet this whole thing, and mm-hmm. and I see where it's coming, I see the map, I'm going... I might as well go out and see what's going on. 
Right. Uh, so I go spy. So go outside, and all I see is the contrails they call them, the the smoke coming out from the 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 you know the airplanes, and they're all over yeah. the sky in the southern sky. So then I'm huh. hearing that they shut down the airports. So I said, let me just because I I could see everything. I said, let me walk down to the beach just so I can right. get a good view. I'm I'm assuming I'll be able to see everything. So I walk down maybe three. 10 after 3 or something on Saturday, mm. which was yesterday. Right. And just, I didn't bring my telescope. I didn't have binoculars. I'm just looking up in the sky, sitting on the beach. And just like you saw on television, I, I'm assuming you've seen the balloon on television, right? Well, I, I posted a picture of it on my Facebook page, Rich. I don't know if you've seen it. I, I haven't, but as I'm sitting There's there... There's a big caption on the side of it that says, Eat at Lee Ho Fuchs. <laughs> Tribute to Warren Z. Z. Oh, okay. So <laughs> I look up... It, it, tell me. <laughs> it is just a big uh, white ball, Timmy. I mean, yeah. you could see it with the naked eye, and it was pretty easy to see. And you see all of the contrails just circling it. It was really crazy. Yeah. Uh, they have that everything... It, it it was fun, you know, and there was a bunch of other people on the beach. I wouldn't say it was crowded by any stretch. I mean, there was maybe 10 other people on the beach. It's all uh, season. And, yeah, we're all looking at it and pointing. And then all of a sudden, you see this big white streak going towards it. And as fast as the planes were, this thing was much faster. And you're like, uh-oh. And then it just exploded. It just poof. Like, it just... It just gone. It was... No, it wasn't gone. It got... It got bigger, and then just kind of, and then it started to fall. You could see the thing falling out of the sky, and then you saw the fighter jets, of which I'm assuming, just racing away from the thing. And it was, Timmy, to say it was cool was was, it was just cool. I I I hope that's the only, that's the only real time uh, blowing up of something in the sky by a military I ever see in my life. But yes, was... I understand. I understand that totally. Yes, <laughs> but it was, it was, it was cool. I can't say it any other way. I, I was one of the few people that I got a chance to eyewitness it, right? Because, you know, we're on the coast here and it was in plain view. It was, it was endless uh, visibility and there was not a cloud in the sky. So you could see everything. And, uh, and as fast as it is, it was over Timmy in 10 seconds, you know, just the whole thing exploded, fell, and then it was gone. And that was it. And, Walk and back home. Could, <laughs> and you could be guaranteed that there is, uh, a naval presence, uh, right about where it landed would be my guess. It might've even landed right in the back of one of their frigates. Right? I'm assuming there was a boat that, I mean, mm-hmm. look at, you know, people were criticizing this, that, and, they're the military smart. I mean, these are guys that this is what they do for a living. It's like us. We should know baseball, right? So so you would think that they have planned for stuff like this. So I would hope there was a boat within a couple of miles of exactly where this thing was going to land. And yep. they've they've slopped Guaranteed. it up and they were already knowing what's going on. Uh, yeah. But uh, it, to, just to watch the battle in the sky was actually, I guess it was a one-way battle, but you know what I mean. It was, it yeah. was I can't say it to me, it was really cool. It was pretty neat. So Yeah, and now you're here, now you're not. <laughs> now, yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing. And then it's yeah. it's funny because, uh, Lorianne, because we have a house up in you know the New York area and then we have a house here. And then we're thinking... Like, if we ever got into a war with China, let's just say, or whatever, you fill yeah. in the bad guy. Like, are we safer 
up in New York in the big city where you would think they would bomb it to make a big impact? Or we say for North Carolina where you could throw a rock and hit a big naval uh, army base. I mean, they're some of the biggest you know, uh, uh, land forces here in the North Carolina. We have Fort Bragg and lots of Air Force bases along the coast. I mean, where are you right. safer? I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I think at moments like this, I'm very happy to be living in Port Francis, <laughs> That's Ontario, Canada. That's true. <laughs> there is no bullseye anywhere within a thousand miles of us, okay? <laughs> yeah, so we got bullseye, I think, in both places. One to make an impact, and then one, if they wanted to take out military targets, and Timmy, we're done. I mean, they're they're all over the place. It's pretty remarkable. Yeah. So, Well, I, I understand. When I was growing up, I was born and raised in North Bay, Ontario, and at that point in time, North Bay had the second largest computer in the world situated in the side of a, a mountain in a five-story building a five-story building it was the northern command center for norad oh really and, wow and yeah. we had missile silos within 20 miles of our community with bullmark nuclear nuclear tipped missiles so I, I understand what it's like growing up i can still remember doing exercises in early in public school where we all you know, they sounded a warning, and we all got under and hid under our desks. I don't know why, now that I know yeah. a little bit more about... But again, I under, I understand that there are certain areas of both of our countries that are more vulnerable than others. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's. I, I remember... Uh, you're five years older than me, but mm-hmm. I remember in, like, second and third grade when I was a wee lad uh, that yeah. we, they had uh, monthly drills where... Mm-hmm. You know, you would get under your desk, and we laugh yeah. about it now, like well, how stupid. But you know, it's like COVID. When COVID first came up, people were doing mm. stupid. I mean, we were wiping off fruit with uh, <laughs> we first yeah. had COVID with you know with disinfectant because you didn't know, and like you yeah. got under the desk because that's what you were told. And now, in hindsight, that clearly mm. wouldn't have done any good. So <laughs> no, it just put you in a situation where you could kiss it goodbye easier. <laughs> that's right. Not only do you die of radiation but you get crushed by the desk at the same time. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, but anyway, so that that was my story time with Rich, and uh, it was, cool so I, I, you're not going to see, you're not going to see that every day, my friend. I am not, and uh, it was, uh, it was pretty neat, so I took some pictures, I posted them, but it just looks like a white blob. Uh, I should have taken, uh, should have taken my telescope, but I, I didn't think about it, so, uh, oh well, yeah. but it was, it was yeah. fun. So that was my day yesterday. Timmy, that's a wrap, my friend. We will talk to you on Thursday, where we'll be doing the top 100. And I am really looking forward to it uh, uh thanks for sending it to me early uh, i've already made use of it and i'm sure after thursday once it gets published uh, our listeners will be doing exactly the same thing rich have a good week be well tim